0: Hare Krishna to everyone and I am Brajiraj Das from Hare Krishna Movement, Mumbai and I am very pleased to have all of you to have uh, Bhagavad Gita here. So, let us start today's session uh, with some prayers. So, I will offer some prayers. Prayers will be displayed on the screen. So, if possible, you can chant with me. And after the prayers, we will start off with our first session from Bhagavad Gita, the first concept what Krishna spoke in Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna. So let us all start with some prayers. Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Bhakti Bhaktivedanta Swaminite Namine Namaste Sarasvate Deve Gaurvani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Pashchate Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chetanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advetgadadhara Shrivasadhi Gaur vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna to everyone. So today we will discuss first topic from Bhagavad Gita, that is, who am I? And this session is dedicated to his divine grace is Bhakti Vedanta Swami Shila Prabhupada who is the founder acharya of Iskon Hare Krishna movement. So way back in 1965, uh, Shila Prabhupada who is the founder acharya of this movement ISKCON, he started this movement just to spread this knowledge of Bhagavad Gita all over the world. So today you see today all over the world Uh, There are devotees who are practicing teachings of Bhagavad Gita in their life. And this is all because of Srila Prabhupada. And he went from India in the year 1965 at the age of almost 70. And he suffered two heart attacks during his journey. And with a lot of physical pain and a lot of austerity, he was trying to spread his knowledge of Bhagavad Gita all over the world. And you will not believe in just 10 to 12 years, he established 108 centers of his temples all over the world. And he had 10,000 disciples who were practicing Bhagavad Gita in their life. So Bhagavad Gita is a universal philosophy. It uh, doesn't talk about only Hinduism. Bhagavad Gita is meant for everyone. And that is why uh, Srila Prabhupada went all over the world. And today you can see... Uh, Bhagavad Gita, this knowledge has practiced by people from all over the globe, from different backgrounds, from different religions. And this is a knowledge which can actually bring real unity uh, in this human society. So let us start with our first topic, that is, who am I? And before I start, uh, if possible, if you're comfortable, you can switch on your video cameras so that we can have a more interactive session. If you are in a comfortable position, you can switch on the camera. Otherwise, it's okay. You can just attend this session. So the first question is to understand who are we. So it is mentioned in scriptures that there are 84 lakh species all over the world, all over this universe. So there are plant species, there are animal species, and there are human species all all over the world, which we see. So if we see in this entire creation, all living entities are engaged in the activities of eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. These are the four primary activities and maintaining family as well. But human form of life is very special life. Human life is different from animal life, plant life, insects, all other species. So how human form of life is different from all other species because human form of life is meant for a very special thing, which all other species cannot do. So anybody has any answer what human life, you know, what we can achieve in human form of life, what other forms of life cannot achieve. If we see the similarities, similarities are eating. We also eat. Animals also eat. We also sleep. They also sleep mating, defending, maintaining family, all these activities are being performed by animals which we see. But human beings can do something special which none of them can do. So, if anybody has any answer, you can raise your hands or I will proceed with the presentation. So, there is one very special thing which human beings can do and that is mentioned in the scriptures as Athatu Brahma Jigyasa there is a Sanskrit word term used which is called means human beings have this special intelligence which is called spiritual intelligence whereby they can understand three very important things. What is that? The first thing is that we can understand who are we. We means what, what is this thing which is driving this entire body? How we are working in this body? So we will discuss today that. Second question is to understand who is God, the person who has created everything. Today we see so many scientists are trying to understand the source of this creation, from where the things have come. So that is the second thing what we can understand is human form life. And third thing is, what is my relationship with that God, with that person who has created everything. So that is what we are going to understand through Bhagavad Gita, very nicely explained by the person who has created everything. So, let us understand the first thing that who are we and how the things are happening in this creation. So, uh, when we talk about us, then generally we talk in terms of what is our name, our occupation, our age, religion, country, gender, and all these things. But if we see all these terms, these terms can change with time, just like people change their names, they change their occupation, age is already changing and today people change their religion also, country also we can change and today science has reached a level where a person can even change his gender. So these things are all changeable which are connected with this body. So a real identity is something which should not never change. That means this is not our a real identity. Our real identity is, which is beyond this body. Just like if we talk about this body, if I put my my hand on my head, then I will say this is my head, this is my hand, these these are my legs, this is my body. So when when I use this term that these things belongs to me, that means I am not this thing. I am not this head, I am not this hand, I am not this legs. Then what we are, we are not this body. We are something different from this body. But some scientists felt that actually we are this body. So they did one experiment to understand what are the constituents of this human body. So they did a research and they found that most of the human body is made of water. And if we take a person of 60 pounds, then there are five pounds of calcium, one and a half pounds of phosphate, then 9 ounces of potassium, and then further we go 6 ounces each of sulfur and sodium, 1 ounce of magnesium, less than an ounce each of iron, copper and iodine. These are the chemicals of which our human body is made of. So if we take the total worth of these chemicals, so can you guess what is the cost of this human body? Anybody would like to guess what is the cost of this human body, what we are made of, if most of the human body is made of water and then we have some chemicals like potassium, magnesium and all this sulfur. So they found that the cost of this human body, if we calculate all the chemicals, is rupees 210 rupees, Indian rupees 210. That is the cost of this human body. If we just calculate all the chemicals of which this human body is made of. But definitely, if we see this human body, this body is beyond these chemicals because there are feelings and emotions which are exhibited in this human body. And definitely, these feelings and emotions are not coming from these chemicals. Just like, suppose your friend meets with an accident then what will you do? Suppose he's driving a very uh, luxury car, which is very costly, worth rupees billions or dollars, and he meets with an accident. So the car is more costly than his human body. So will you save his human body or you will first try to save his car, which is more costly than the body? So whom you will save? Definitely your friend. Because friend is not about this human body or chemicals. There is someone who is beyond his body. Just like if you see a difference between us and a machine. Suppose we compare our human body with a machine. Then in case of a machine, there are no feelings and emotions. But in case of human body, there are feelings and emotions. Although both work like a machine. Just like you see the lens of an eye and of a camera. Both have, you know, working style very similar. But in case of a camera, there are no feelings and emotions which are exhibited. But in human body, there are feelings and emotions which are there. So how come these feelings and emotions coming in this human body? Because there is something very special which is there in this human body. And today we are going to understand that concept. What is that? That is spirit soul. Which many scientists, philosophers are unable to understand. What is a spirit soul? Some people call it as antimatter. Some people call it as something beyond our imagination. Some people call it as some air. So many things they have. But soul is something which is actually deriving this entire human body, which is present in this body. And we can feel the presence of spirit soul in our body by the presence of consciousness. In Hindi, we say Chetna. Just like if I pinch any part of your body, you will feel pain in your body. Why? Because there is consciousness which is pervading all over your body. But if you are not conscious of any part of your body, even if I pinch you, you will not feel any pain. So this consciousness is something by which we can understand that I am present in this body through this consciousness, but I am not this body. But there are some people who ask that, you know, uh, Prabhuji, if you say that there is spirit soul which is there inside the body, what are the proofs in this? What are the scientific proofs for that? How we can understand that we are not this body, we are different from this body and we are spirit soul. So, the first proof by which we can perceive the presence of spirit soul is by using our common sense. Just like when a man dies, what we say, he has passed away. Correct? We generally say, oh, he has left us when somebody passes away. But if somebody raises this question, you no, know, no, that person is lying in front of you. How can you say he has left you? No, no, that person who was there inside the body, he has left us. So that means who has left the body? The soul which was there inside the body. And later on, we have no value for that human body. We burn that body. Because actually, we had that love and attraction, that attachment for the spirit soul, which was there inside the human body. So when that soul leaves the body, then what we say, oh, that person has left us. That person is no more with us now. So what is there with you? This this body. And we were actually had, we had that love for that soul, which was there inside the body. So who has passed away? If we use our common sense, soul has passed away. And Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita that every life we are changing our body. Then another scientific concept by which we can understand presence of spirit soul inside this body is a concept of OBE. OBE is a scientific term. OBE stands for out of body experience. Out of body experience means there are some people in this world who go through experience by which sometimes they are able to perceive this world from a position outside their own human body, which happens in some, you know, sometimes in case of when a person becomes unconscious. He meets with an accident where the pain is intolerable. That kind of scenario, sometimes the soul comes out of the body. And that kind of experience is called out of body experience. So there is one uh, very famous uh, cardiovascular surgeon. His name is Michael Sabong. He has written a book which is very famous Light and Death Experience. So In his book, he has mentioned some 200 cases of OBE, out-of-body experience, because generally doctors only comes across this kind of experiences with the patients. And he has studied more than 200 cases where, you know, people were clinically almost dead. Their ECG, EMG, everything was flat, nothing was working. And still, that person was actually able to observe things around him, although the body was not active, as if he has come out of his own body. So Michael Sebaum has mentioned these cases and he even uh, has stated in his book that there are a lot of doctors in this world who have seen these cases of OBE, out-of-body experience, but generally nobody talks about them outside in this world. They just go through that experience and they don't discuss outside because they also think that people may not believe what they have seen. So this is a very famous book, Light and Death, where he has clearly mentioned that a soul comes out of the body and soul is different from this material. Soul can experience this world outside his own body. Another scientific proof for understanding whether we are the spirit soul or this body is a concept of reincarnation. Uh, Those who know Hindi, we say punarjan. It's a very famous term. In fact, in Bollywood, there are a lot of movies which are made on the concept of reincarnation. Where, uh, you know, you will see a hero is there in the movie and uh, he dies. And then he again takes birth, comes back in the next life to take revenge because he remembers his past life. So reincarnation means when a person is able to remember his past life. So there are many cases. In fact, uh, we had uh, one experience of a case in Mumbai itself, when, uh, where there was a boy in Mumbai. He was very young and he uh, one day he took his parents to one place in Rajasthan called Udaipur. Uh, claiming that he was from a family in Udaipur and then he took them to his previous house to meet his uh, family members there. And in fact, when he went there in Udaipur, he was aware of all the uh, roots of uh, Udaipur. He was aware of everything there, although his parents uh, were not even, you know, never went to that place earlier. But this boy who went for the first time to Udaipur, he was aware of everything there. So there is one scientist by the name Ian Stevenson and he has also written uh, books on this concept of reincarnation and he has studied some 2000 cases of reincarnation where people remember their past life. Of course, there are many videos on YouTube channel. There are many programs where they show show that how people remember their past life. So this is also another uh, proof Of this fact that we are not this body. We are spirit soul. And every life is changing our body. But right now. We may not be able to perceive many things. But the thing which we can perceive. Is our consciousness. We are conscious of this body. That we can see. Here in this life. Now let us see what Bhagavad Gita. Talks about spirit soul. Now till now we have seen some scientific evidences. In this world that. We are not this body, we are spirit soul. Let us see what Bhagavad Gita says about the presence of spirit soul. So Bhagavad Gita, Krishna talks about spirit soul in 2nd chapter, 2.13 verse. Krishna says, So Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, 2nd chapter, Very important translation. As the embodied soul continuously passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age, the soul similarly passes into another body at the time of death. So this is very interesting concept what Krishna has introduced in Bhagavad Gita. Generally all of us think that our body grows. Correct? All of us think that uh, our body is growing. Uh, every year we uh, are growing in our body, in our health, everything. But as for Bhagavad Gita, actually our body is not growing. Our body is changing. And today even medical science also accepts this fact. Medical science says that after every seven years, each and every cell of your body Gets changed in this material body. That means 7 years back. The body which you had. That body is not there today. That means. We are changing our material body. Even in this life. Just like you see. You had a body in your childhood days. Where is that body? That body has got changed. And that in youth. Boyhood, youth, old age. Every time we are changing our body. And that change happens even at the time of death. So this kind of change which happens even in this life shows that actually the soul is traveling in different bodies even in this life. It is not that we are going to change our body at the time of death. We are changing our body even in this life. So Krishna explains that body never grows, actually body changes. So we can see a difference between a, a dead body and a living body. So there is no change which happens in a dead body. If you see, if you take a dead body and you keep a living body with it, because of the presence of spirit soul, there, is, there are changes which are happening in this body. Otherwise there, otherwise, there are no changes which are happening in a dead body. So these changes happen because of the presence of spirit soul. Another verse Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, 2nd chapter, 22nd verse, se jirnani yatha vihai, navani granati naroparani, tatha sharirani vihai jirnani, anyani samyati navani dehi. So Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, 22nd verse, as a person puts on new garments, giving up old ones. The soul similarly accepts new material bodies, giving up the old and useless ones. So we are changing our bodies like we change our garments, we change our dress every day. So this body is compared to our dress, which is there outside this body. And we spend so much of time for this outside dress, but we don't have any time for our spirit soul, which is inside the body. Then Krishna says Then Krishna further explains in 23rd verse Soul can never be cut to pieces by any weapon nor burned by fire nor moistened by water nor withered by the wind. So this soul is different from this material body. Soul can never be cut to pieces by any weapon. So, Arjuna was asking that I am going to kill so many jivas in this battlefield of Kurukshetra. So, Krishna explained him, you cannot kill anybody in this battlefield of Kurukshetra. Why? Because soul can never be cut to pieces by any weapon. Soul cannot be burned by fire. Soul cannot be moistened by water. Soul is beyond all these things. That is why soul is eternal in nature. Soul never dies. There is no birth and death for the soul. Soul is beyond the cycle of birth and death. This is a quality of spirit soul. Then very interesting verse Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita. Indriyani paraniya ho indriyebhe paramana ha manasastu parabhudde yobhude paratastu sa now this is very interesting what Krishna explains. Krishna says the working senses are superior to the dull matter. Mind is higher than the senses. Intelligence is still higher than the mind. And the soul is even higher than the intelligence. This is a hierarchy which is there inside our body. So we have senses. Senses are under the guidance of mind. Mind is under the guidance of intelligence. And above intelligence there is our spirit soul. So, we see the structure of our body. We have something called gross body. This is gross body, which is visible outside. This body is made of earth, water, fire, air and ether. Five elements are there, which our body is made of. Then inside this body, there is something called subtle body, which is made of three things, mind, intelligence and ego. Just like we say, that person has a lot of ego. He is very egoistic. But can you see his ego? No, ego is not visible. Or when we say, "Oh, he is very intelligent person," can you see his intelligence? No, we cannot see his intelligence because intelligence is subtle. We are not visible to our eyes. Similarly, mind also. Sometimes we say, "Oh, my mind is very crazy." Your mind is crazy, but can you see your mind? No, we cannot see our mind. Mind is subtle. So, it's mind, intelligence, subtle, ego are part of subtle body. And inside this subtle body, there is something called spirit soul, which is there inside the body present, which is again not visible to us. We cannot see spirit soul with our eyes. We cannot see intelligence, mind and false ego. What we see, only this gross body. And we think I am this body. So, this body is compared to a chariot. So, if we compare our entire system to a chariot, this senses, five senses we have, These senses are compared to the horses. Then the reins of the horses are compared to the mind. The chariot driver is compared to the intelligence. Who is driving the entire chariot. And the soul which we are sitting inside this body. We are like a passenger. Who is sitting inside the chariot. So just imagine. Suppose a chariot driver is not able to control the horses. And the horse is running somewhere, and you have no control where the horses are going. So you can just imagine life of the passenger. He will be, you know, scared, worried where I'm going, where I'm heading. Any, anything can happen time. And intelligence has no control. Mind also is going somewhere where the senses are going. So our condition is like that. Most of our activities are driven by our senses and mind soul has no control how the things happen in our life. And senses drag us to different directions. And mind is giving us different ideas. Oh, you should do like this. You should do like this. But nobody is talking about a spirit soul which is sitting inside the body. What I want to do. What is the purpose of my life? So, this is a situation when we are here in this material body. But ideally what should happen? Soul should decide. How the senses should work. How the mind has to work. How the intelligence has to work. Soul has to take the control of the entire chariot. But doesn't happen like that. Senses and mind takes control over our entire body. They drive our life. They drive over everything. Correct? So... That is how the things are happening. But when we practice principles of Bhagavad Gita in our life, then what happens? We take control of our intelligence, our mind and senses. We take charge of this chariot. We decide where the chariot has to move. We decide the direction of the chariot. But in this world, if you see, unfortunately, most of the advancement which is happening is only for satisfying the senses and mind. Whatever advancement we see is only happening for the material body. There is no advancement. There is no NGO. There is nobody working for the spirit soul. So that is why although so much of advancement is happening in this world, but actually this kind of life is compared to an animal life. Because animals also live only for their senses and mind. So if human beings also work day and night for the senses and mind, their life is compared to an animal. Dharmina Pashubi Saman And the soul is traveling through Different species in this creation based on our desire and our activities. So, our activities are like animals. We go in the animal species and we go through the cycle of 84 lakh species. And like that, it is going on. We are going on the cycle of birth and death. But human form life is actually meant to come out of this cycle by which we can understand how I am not this body. What is the purpose of my life? How spirit soul is different from this human body? And when a person understands that I am not this body, I am spirit soul, and he is able to see the presence of spirit soul everywhere, then he develops a vision of a self person. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Pandita means a real, real learned person. So real learned person means who has understanding that how the spirit soul is there inside the body who knows that I am not this body and spirit soul, that kind of platform when a person achieves, then what happens? He develops a vision of Samadarshina. He develops equal vision for all living entities. Why? Because he sees the presence of spirit soul everywhere, all over the world. So the translation is, it is mentioned Bhagavad Gita, the humble sages by virtue of true knowledge. True knowledge means when you understand that I am not this body and spirit soul and that same soul is present everywhere whether in plant species, bird species, animal species, everywhere that same soul is there. He sees with equal vision, a brahmana, a cow, an elephant, a dog, a dog eater, everybody. So, a person who is is centralised, who has seen and understood the presence of spirit soul in all living entities, he is not interested in killing even an ant because even if he is about to kill an ant, he will feel pain. Why he will feel pain? Because he will see actually the soul which is there inside my body, that same soul is present, that ant also. So why should I give pain to that ant? I should not kill any living entity in this creation because that soul is present everywhere. Soul is going through cycle or repeated birth and death in different species. Plants, species, birds, species, insect species. So that same soul is there everywhere, which is there inside my body. How can I give pain to any living entity in this creation? So he develops an equal vision for all living entities. Just like we all have concept of nationalist. We give protection to anybody who is born in a nation. So even plants, birds, animals, they all are part of that same nation, the same country. They also reserve that same right because the same soul is present everywhere. So today, United Nations is talking about unity among all the countries. But this unity can come only when we understand the concept of spirit soul. Because soul is different from this body. When I say I'm Indian, I'm American, I'm Chinese, I'm Russian. All these concepts are on the bodily platform. Because we are not American, we are not Russian, we are not Japanese, we are not Hindu, Muslim, Sikh, Isai. All these concepts are on bodily platform. We are spirit soul. Every life we are changing our body. Today you are born in a Hindu family. Next life you may be born in a Muslim family based on karma. Then you will say I'm a Muslim. Then next life you may be born in India, in America, in different countries. And these designations keep changing based on our body, based on our karma, what we do. But actually we have to understand we are not this body When we say I am not his body, I am not American, I am not Hindu, I am not Russian, I am this and this, all these designations are not there. Actually, I am spirit soul, which is part and parcel of God, which is created by God himself. My real identity is actually I am part of God's family. I am meant to serve him. This is a real identity. So generally, when a small child is born, he thinks about himself. He's only concerned about his self-satisfaction. And he does everything for his pleasure. And then he becomes a little more mature. He thinks about his parents. Whatever he gets, he thinks about his parents. How can I serve my parents? But then when the child becomes an adult, that adult thinks about his country, his nation, his society, his religion. All these concepts are there. Just like we have so many communities, they all think about the community, their country, their religion. And these are the concept what people live in. But actually real understanding or the highest vision of a spiritualist is when he grows to a spiritual platform and when he sees all living entities on equal platform, when he sees that actually everywhere spirit soul is present in all bodies and that is a way I should see the world, not based on designations. So when a person reaches that platform, then he can create An organization, a place where people from all backgrounds can live together in unity, in peace. And that is why Srila Prabhupada created his organization, where he wanted to show to the world that if we live with the concept of spirit soul in this world, when we understand that I am not his body and spirit soul, then all of us from different backgrounds can live together. So you will see in Iskon we have devotees from all backgrounds, from all religions, and they all practice these teachings of Bhagavad Gita together. Because this is what Krishna is trying to preach. Krishna is not talking about one dharma or something which is only connected to one you know, uh, group of people. No. Krishna talks about a universal principle. So that is why it is mentioned in the scriptures. That Artadam Turnam So it is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita in and Bhagavatam. After many many births and deaths, one achieves a rare human form of life, which, although temporary, affords one the opportunity to attain the highest perfection. And what is the perfection? Does a human Sober human being should quickly endeavor for the ultimate perfection of life as long as his body, which is always subject to death, has not fallen down and died. So actually human form of life is meant for self-reliation. It is meant for understanding how we are different from this body, how we are spirit soul. This is a real goal of life. So there is a very nice story before I end this presentation. So there was one king. And that king was... uh, you know, sitting in his palace, and uh, suddenly one person came and he presented him a beautiful fan as a gift. So that fan, he kept it with him, and then after some time, there was ah uh, one you know court jester, one joker who was performing in front of the king in his darbar. So king was sitting with all his ministers, and this joker was performing some acts. To make everyone laugh. So King was very happy by his performance. And after his performance got over, King handed over him this fan, which he was having with him. And he told his Joker that you keep this fan till the point you find a bigger fool, bigger fool uh, than you yourself. If you find a bigger fool than you, then you give that hand over this fan to that person. So everybody started laughing. And that Joker in a very humble way, he kept that fan with him. And he went away. Later on, that king was not well. He was going through some health issues. And then he consulted many doctors. But then the doctor told him that he is going to die within a short time. And that, that he was about to die. He was on his deathbed. He was about to die, leave his body. At that time, this Joker goes to meet this king and then joker asked him that i'm very uh, unhappy to see you in this condition how this has happened to you what you're thinking so then king said no no i'm very upset so then joker asked what is the reason why you're upset he said no no i could not prepare myself for my journey so then the joker asked him that what kind of journey what kind of journey you are talking about? Where are where you are about to travel? You are going to die now. What kind of journey you are talking about? So then immediately King told that Joker that you are a fool. You don't know. That when the soul leaves his body, based on his karma, he has to travel through a journey. And everybody has to prepare for the journey after this life. But I could not prepare for that journey. I was simply absorbed in my bodily activities. So then the Joker was listening to everything and he was he understood the entire thing. and then King told him that there is a goal of life, there is a purpose of life for which we have got this human form life. and we have to prepare for our journey after this death. We have to achieve goal of life. So that Joker, who was sitting there, he immediately took out that fan which he was having which was handed over to him by the king. And immediately he presented a fan to that king. And king, when he saw that fan, immediately got surprised. Why is giving this fan to him? And this joker told his king that, you remember you told me, if I can meet a bigger fool than me, I should hand over this fan to that person. So, you are a king. You are a learned person. You have read all the scriptures. You know what is the purpose of life. Definitely, I am a very foolish person. I don't know scriptures. But you knew everything. The purpose of life. You knew Bhagavad Gita, everything. But still, you wasted your life in activities of eating, sleeping, mating and defending. So, I think you are a bigger fool than what I am. So, this fan belongs to you. So, I give this fan to you. So, like that, we have to understand today we have got very nice opportunity to advance in our spiritual life. We have got a human life where we can make spiritual advancement. We can understand the concepts of Bhagavad Gita. But suppose our life goes only in activities of eating, sleeping, mating and defending all bodily activities. Maybe in a very polished way. Just like you know, animals eat in a different way and eat in a very polished way. If we do all those in a very polished way and but there is no difference between activities. So today we have got this opportunity opportunity of human life but if we leave this body and die like an animal, the next life we don't know what kind of body we'll get. And we can get any body based on our karma. So that is the teachings of Bhagavad Gita that all of us have a goal of life Definitely, we all have material duties. We have to take care of family. We have to eat. We have to sleep. We have to do all those things. But human life is meant for something very special. And something very special is to prepare ourselves and understand what is self-reliation, what is soul, who is God, and what is my purpose of life. If we also endeavor for this direction, then we can also become we can achieve real satisfaction, please, even in this life. Correct. So, just like suppose there is a person traveling in train with you, and you ask him in train that passenger, "Sir, ab kaha se And that person says, "Sir, pata nahi se And again, you ask another question, "Sir, ab And that person says, pata nahi So, you will think this person is what a mental case or what? Similar thing is with us also. If I ask you, where are you? Where were you 100 years back? You will say, Sir Patani, we don't know. And if I ask you, where you will go after 100 years? Sir Patani, we don't know anything. So, our life is also like that. We are just born in this material world and we just keep running. We don't ask these questions. We don't ask these questions. What is the purpose of my life? Why God created me? Why I am here? These questions are answered in Bhagavad Gita. And Bhagavad Gita, that is why it's called the manual of human life. But we can live our life just like animals. Animals, they don't have that intelligence to understand Bhagavad Gita. If I call some dogs for the Zoom session, they will not be able to understand this knowledge. But you are able to understand because God has given you that kind of intelligence where you can understand this knowledge. So, if we don't use this intelligence for this knowledge, our life is just like animal life, what is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. So, uh, let us all utilize this opportunity and understand this knowledge, practice this knowledge and if we can achieve this goal of life. So, I will end here and uh, I have kept some uh, 15-20 minutes. If you have some questions, you can ask Uh, you can raise your hands and I will give you opportunity if you have some any questions to ask. Okay, somebody has raised a question in the chat box. What is the name of the book on reincarnation you mentioned? So, uh, there are many books which are written on the concept of reincarnation, but you can search with the name of the professor, Ian Stevenson, Uh, If you search in Google, you will get all his books, whatever he has written on reincarnation. He has done research on some 2000 cases of reincarnation. So Professor Ian Stevenson, he's very famous. You can search on Google and you will see a lot of books he has written on that. So you can get those books maybe from different sources like that. And uh, again, there are some uh, other books also, but I think this is a more authentic book which is written by him, Dr. Ian Stevenson. He also had some other uh, uh, you know, uh, students working under him. In fact, some students were from India also. They were also doing research on this uh, concept of Ian Stevenson. I was expecting in Hindi. So, uh, because uh, this session we have specially organized for uh, devotees who are joining us from London. So, we are keeping in English, but we also have sessions in Hindi online on Zoom. If you wish, you can join our Hindi groups also. We have a Hindi groups. So, to join Hindi group, for that, we have sessions on every Friday, and you can join us for that Hindi group also. As per Bhagavad Gita, how can a spirit get out of circle of life and reincarnation? What is Mukti? Yeah, very nice question. So, Actually, soul can become free from the cycle of birth and death based on our desire. So, Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. So, actually what happens based on our desire and karma, we take next body. So, if you have desires like animals, just like there are some people who, uh, you know, dedicate their entire life in swimming. They they go they try to go to the depth of the ocean and they struggle a lot to swim. But if you see this human body is not, not designed for swimming, yes, we should know swimming whenever it is required. But if we get deep into that swimming concept, and suppose at the time of death, what happens, Krishna says, if whatever you desire and whatever is your karma, based on, your, based on that, you get next body. So at the time of death, suppose you have intense desire to swim inside the ocean, Without any struggle. So Krishna will give you a body next life. Where you can swim nicely. And in fact. You can go into the depth of the ocean. You can remain there inside the ocean. You will get get a body of a fish. You can swim nicely. Similarly. Suppose somebody is a very hardcore meat eater. Now in human life. If you want to eat meat and flesh. You have to first of all cook that. Uh, You have to purchase from a very clean source. Then you have to take vegetables. Also with that. Because you cannot digest raw meat, but if somebody is a very hardcore meat eater and entire life is desiring to enjoy the flesh you know, of an animal like that, so at the time of death, if the desire is like that, yamvavapi smaran bhavam, then Krishna will give you a body next life where you can eat raw flesh. You can directly eat the animal. Krishna will give you teeth, claws like that, body like that. You can eat raw flesh and digest that. No need of cooking. No need of vegetables. No need of purchasing any meat flesh from the market. So like that, Lord has designed his bodies to fulfill your desires. So unless until we become free from all his material desires of eating, sleeping, mating, defending, there are animals who sleep for six months. So some people are fond of sleeping and in human life, you cannot get enough time for sleeping. So Lord will fulfill your desires of sleep in the next life. You will get a body of an animal where you can sleep for six months. Correct? There are animals, they sleep entirely for six months like that. Then some people are fond of not sleeping in the night. They want to to remain awake in the night also. So there are animals, they don't sleep in the night. So Krishna will give you a body in the night because if you don't sleep in the night, you will develop some health issues in the human body. Human body is not designed for remaining awake in the night. Just like we see a lot of youngsters, those who work in call centers, they develop a lot of health issues. So, if you develop that kind of desire, then Lord will give you that kind of body. So, different bodies based on your desires. But if you want liberation, that means for that you have to practice spirituality. You have to develop desires which are spiritual desires. What are are spiritual desires? Desires to be in association of God. Desires for loving God. To serve Him. So, if you leave your body at the time of death and your heart has desire to be with the God, to to love Him, to serve Him, to understand Him, if you have spiritual desires, then you can become free from cycle of birth and death. But till the point you have material desires, you will again come back. Suppose you are having even a desire for a sugar candy, you may come back as an ant to you know fulfill your desire of having sweets. So like that, different desires, Krishna has designed different bodies to fulfill your desires. So of course, it's a big subject matter, Mukti. But we will discuss more elaborate in further sessions. What are benefits of making sure you are a good soul in this life? So, you are a good soul that depends on your actions. Your actions are governed by the knowledge. Thinking, feeling and willing. These three things are very important in life. We perform our actions based on the knowledge we have. So right now, you have some knowledge about your life. And based on that, you perform your actions. That means we are following somebody. We always accept somebody as our leader in our life. So I am trying to convince you, why don't you accept Krishna as your leader? He is God himself. He is the best leader of your life. He is your best role model. So if you accept Lord as your role model, you follow his instructions then definitely all the good qualities, what Lord has, you will also develop those qualities. So we can develop good qualities if we are in association of a person who has good qualities. Suppose you are in the association of people, those who are drunkards, those who like intoxication, gambling, then you will also develop those desires. You will also develop desires for intoxication, gambling, and all other sinful activities. But if you are in association of sadhus, if you are in association of devotees who are trying to advance in spiritual life, you will also develop desires for spiritual life. You will also advance in spiritual life. So everything depends on your association, your sangati, the kind of people you meet, the kind of people you you spend most of your time. So if you spend your time with spiritual people, those who are trying to advance in spiritual life, you will also develop spiritual desires. You will also develop good qualities, what God has. So very simple way to have association of God is to chant his holy name. So there is a very nice mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Ram, Hare Hare. So whenever we have time, you're going for a walk, you're going in a lift, you're going outside, you're doing cooking. Whatever time you have, if you chant the holy name of the God, name of the god and god there is no difference so if you chant holy name you are in association of god and if you are in association of god the quality is what god has you will also develop just like if i put an iron piece in the fire for some time that iron piece also in association with fire will also become like fire that also iron piece will become red hot like fire so like that association plays a very important role so we have to spend more time in reading books So, if you read Bhagavad Gita, again you are taking association of Krishna. Just like you read book of any author. So, you are taking association of that author. You are actually reading his thoughts and you are taking those thoughts in your head. So, if you read a book of a person who is engaged in all kinds of material activities, you will develop those desires. But if you read spiritual books written by saints like Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, all these scriptures. So, by reading those books, you are taking association of Krishna again. And by taking those books, reading those books, you will get those thoughts, which are pure thoughts. If your thoughts are pure, your actions also will become pure. And if your actions are pure, you will become a pure soul. This is how it works in this life. Are there sessions for kids? Yes, we have online sessions for kids also. And uh, you can send me a person WhatsApp message if you are interested. I can share a link for that also. Uh, please share link for Hindi session. Just If possible, please send me a WhatsApp message on my number. My number is there as an admin in the WhatsApp group and I will share the link for Hindi sessions too. If the soul leaves the body with unfinished business suddenly, then what happens to the soul? So if the soul leaves the body with unfinished business, so that means soul has still desires left to complete, then soul sometimes comes back there. And in some cases, if the soul is very sinful, if the soul has done a lot of sinful activities, then they don't even get the next body. They remains a ghost. Ghost meal those who are without material bodies. So in case of ghost, they come back to the same place from where they have left because they have unfinished desires, unfinished business. And ghosts sometimes they disturb other living entities. You will see haunted places. You know, Ghost, they create a lot of disturbances for human beings. So that kind of things happen when you have unfinished businesses, you have a lot of desires left. And if a person is very sinful and then if a person is not sinful and he has a lot of desires left, then he may come back to the same place. Suppose you are attached to a house and while leaving your house, you are thinking, oh, my property, how can I leave this property? How can I leave this place? And then again, you want to be there, but your karma is not as per human body. You will not get a human body, but you will again come back to the place as a dog, cat, lizard, whatever is there. And you will be staying in that same house in some other body because you have some unfinished business, you have some desires left to be there. Hare Krishna, we learned a lot. Thank you so much. I don't know who is read me note 9. Thank you, read me note 9. Thank you very much. Is there any guarantee that you will reap the benefits in next life? As is included in Bhagavad Gita. Yes, definitely. If you make any spiritual advancement, that carries forward in the next life that is why you will see some people are born in a devotees family some people are born in a very pious family and from the childhood days they get all the sanskar all good qualities in them and they become quickly devotees so that happens because in their previous life they have done some bhakti they have you know may, they have uh, made some spiritual advancement so spiritual advancement you know, at least makes sure that you get a human body And the best human body is if you get a human body on the land of Bharat Bhumi, on the land of India. If you are born in this Bharat Bhumi as a human being, that is considered to be a topmost birth in this entire universe. Even big, big devtas are praying to Vishnu that please, Lord, give us birth on this Bharat Bhumi, on this earth planet. Why? Why Bharat Bhumi? Because Bharat Bhumi is the most auspicious bhumi in this entire creation where all the scriptures are written, where God has come, where all the dhams are present, Vrindavan, Dwarka, Jagannath Puri, Rameshwaram all the important dhams are present which are meant for liberation of the soul where all the scriptures are written where all the acharyas have come Vyazhev, Ramuncharya, Madhwacharya all the acharyas have come on this planet on Bharat Bhumi. all the avatars of God has come here on Bharat Bhumi. so if we are born in this land of Bharat Mumi, we are very fortunate. This is the topmost birth, what a human being can get. But human being, to get a human body itself is a very important thing. Because only when a jiva does some pious activities, then only they get human life. Otherwise, if we are engaged only in activities of eating, sleeping, waiting, defending whole life, then we get only animal body because you know we will develop only those desires like animals. Animals are only engaged in activities of eating, sleeping, mating, defending, maintaining family, all these material activities. But human life is meant for spiritual advancement. So when a person does something more than these activities, then they at least get human life. So is there any guarantee? Yes, this guarantee is given by Krishna and Bhagavad Gita. I will discuss with you in further sessions. There is a very nice chapter, eight chapter, nine chapter, very nicely Krishna has explained there that if a person make spiritual advancement then next life definitely he will get opportunity to make spiritual advancement but actually if you make material advancement then everything we have to leave here only even if you are a big scholar big doctor anything you do you construct a big skyscraper in this life whatever you do everything we have to leave here only at the time of death but spiritual advancement is our permanent bank account Any advancement you make in this life, you chant Holy Name of the Lord, you read Bhagavad Gita, anything, any step you take in spiritual life, that will be your permanent asset, permanent bank account that you will carry in your next life. And if you carry in your next life, definitely you will get results of that spiritual advancement. Krishna will give you a birth in a family, in a spiritual family, in a spiritual environment where people are inclined for spiritual advancement. Correct? Human life we get in different ways. Suppose you are born in Africa in a very tribal family. There is no access to Bhagavad Gita. Suppose you are born in a country where, you know, like suppose you are born in North Korea. Correct? So there is, you cannot even think of practicing Bhagavad Gita. No chance. So based on the karma, you get birth. So even human life also, you have to get human life in a place where you can practice spirituality. Not in a place where there is no freedom for religion, no spiritual life. Then also you cannot make advancement. So not only human life, you have to get human life in a very uh, uh, spiritual atmosphere, in a place where it is easy for you to practice spirituality. Otherwise, you you may be facing reactions of your karma whole life, even in human life. Can we do Hindi? Yes, uh, definitely. We will discuss with other members also and we have uh, uh, group also for Hindi sessions. But in this group, we will see if majority of the devotees like to see Hindi, we will discuss with the members. You may call the members in the group. Great talk. Thank you. One needs insight. Intelligence realize the purpose of human birth. What is the route for people with learning difficulties? Thank you very much. The question is uh, what is the route for people with learning difficulties? I'm not sure about this question. Uh, maybe I'm not able to understand the exact meaning of this question, but uh, what is the root for people with learning difficulties? So we have to understand that Krishna says that uh, we have to understand that all the difficulties what we come across in our life uh, are actually based on our karma. You know, we all have performed many... Uh, uh, activities in our past life and in this life and we have to face a reaction of for those activities. So we will get happiness and distress based on our karma. So we should not get disturbed by all this thing because Krishna said these are like changing of winter and summer seasons just like you know, seasons they keep changing. Like that uh, this, you know, Sukha and Dukha also keeps coming and going. So we should not get disturbed. But what happens when we take to the path of spiritual life? then we can get rid of all our karmas. When we make spiritual advancement, when we perform pious activities, we can get rid of these reactions. Because then what happens? God comes into picture. And God is a controller of karmic reactions. If you have a good relationship with God, then anything can happen. If you are in touch with Rishi Sonak, then you can do anything. Correct? <laughs> so, like that, if you develop good connection with God, then he can take care of karma also. Really useful talk. Thank you very much. Thank you. Useful session. Thank you very much. Shruti ji. Uh, maitri ji. Uh, Seema ji. Thank you very much. Uh, Mukul Joshi ji. Thank you very much. Charu ji. Thank you very much. You just have answered my question. Thank you. Akshata. Thank you very much for answering questions beautifully. Priya. Thank you very much. Matri, looking forward to the next session. How many sessions will be there? So uh, right now, uh, I'm planning a series of six sessions where I will take you through concepts so concept of important concepts of Bhagavad Gita. Then based on your inclination to learn more, we will have further more sessions. But right now, I plan for six sessions. And after six sessions, let us see uh, what is the level of inclination you all have. Then we will have a lot of sessions ahead. So Matriji, thank you. Uh, iPhone, I don't know. Thank you very much. Sally, thank you very much. Thank you for a good session. Pallavi, please could uh, there be a session on karma and dharma with deeper insights? Yes, definitely. We have a very beautiful presentation of karma in this series of six sessions. So my request is don't miss any of the sessions. We are going to cover most important topics of Bhagavad Gita. And through the six sessions, you are going to get something which is very important for your life. Uh, Chirak, thank you, wonderful session. Jai Shri Krishna, thank you very much, Chirakji. SHM, any topic next time, what happens after death, please? Yes, definitely, we will discuss something about that, but let us discuss what is in this life, and then we will discuss further more details. Maitri, I would like to learn Sanskrit shlokas. Oh, very nice. This is a very good desire to learn Sanskrit, but I think I will recommend you let us understand what is the meaning of the Sanskrit shlokas because that is more important for all of us. Shlokas are also important. Sanskrit is also important. But just by becoming a Sanskrit scholar will not change our life. Our life will change if we know the meaning of the shlokas, the real purpose of the shlokas. So in Bhagavad Gita, you see Krishna never says that you have to become a very big scholar and then only you can make spiritual advancement. Krishna says actually you have to understand the real meaning of the shlokas. And we see a lot of examples where they were spiritualists who were even illiterate, materially speaking. They were not well read, but still they made a lot of spiritual advancement because they knew the purpose of the Vedas. Mm -hmm. So ultimately we should uh, know the purpose of Bhagavad Gita. We should know the real Uh, meaning of the shlokas, more than the Sanskrit. That will actually help us. But definitely, if you learn Sanskrit, that will also help you. Uh, So, uh, we will try to focus on the meaning, the purpose of Bhagavad Gita through these sessions. Sanskrit, definitely, we will plan in future, whenever time permits. So, thank you very much for coming for today's session. Now, I will take you through a very small meditation, which all of us have to do. And next time, uh, we will do a Meditation on this chanting. So this mantra, please take a note of this mantra. The mantra is Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. This is a mantra uh, which I would request all of you to chant every day. This is the simplest way for spiritual advancement. It is mentioned in scriptures that Kali Kale Nam Rupe Krishna Avatar god comes in different ways in our life and this is another way by which god is present in front of us how is present in front of us through the chanting of holy name so the name of the god and god there is no difference just like in our case our name is different and a person is different but in case of god his name and his personality there is no difference between that just like you know uh, you know when earlier uh, when ships used to send signals, radio signals to other ships, when they are trying to connect with other ships, so they will send signals by which they were able to connect themselves. Similarly, if you chant this mantra, by this mantra only, you will get connected with God immediately. You can see it's like a 16-digit mobile number. You dial this number and you're connected with God. So you chant Hare Krishna Mantra and you are in touch with God. In case of any difficulty, any place, under any circumstances, you chant this mantra, and you will see presence of Lord if you have faith with you. So uh, this mantra every day, if possible, in the morning you can chant for 108 times, which is very simple. Next time, next session, I will uh, discuss with you how to chant this mantra on a uh, japa mala beads, and I will also share with you what is the importance of the beads. So right now, you can chant every day 108 times. If you're very busy, at least whatever time you get uh, while traveling, while going a lift, while cooking, household activities, you chant this mantra nicely. And uh, another small request, I want this session to be more interactive with all of you. So for next Sunday, uh, if you can prepare yourself before the session and if you can uh, keep the video cameras on so that we can have more interactive session, you know, we can interact with each other during the session also, if you have some things. And that will uh, be uh, more engaging for me and for all of you also. So uh, you can prepare yourself for the next class nicely. And if possible, you can keep your video cameras on. That is my small request. Sorry, my Wi-Fi disconnected uh, my request. Any topic, what happens after death? please Yeah, we will discuss this topic, uh, what happens after death. On my phone, I can't see all on videos. I can't see all on videos. Uh, <clears throat> no. what happens uh, when we are interacting the person who is speaking, that will come in your uh, video screen. That happens like that. So anyway, uh, if there is some technical difficulties or some other this thing, then it's okay for you. And uh, now if you don't have Bhagavad Gita, uh, we have a very special website, which is uh, uh, propathabooks.com you can make a note of this website. And in this website, uh, there are free books available for reading. So you can go through this book. There is Bhagavad Gita also, which is there. And you can read the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita where Krishna talks about spirit soul. So uh, during these sessions, I will also give you small homework so that you also prepare yourself. You also learn through Bhagavad Gita certain things. So if you get time, just read the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita and if you find any doubts, if you have some difficulty in understanding the meaning, don't worry about the Sanskrit Shlokas. You can skip the Shlokas. You can read the translation, the meaning of the Shlokas and there if you find some difficulties in understanding certain concepts then you can share with me in the next session. So thank you very much for coming for today's session. We will discuss more in the next session. Hare Krishna.